Politics, Power, and the People. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. The actions of the Trump presidency revealed the dishonorable fact of the president's betrayal of his oath of office, betrayal of our national security, and betrayal of the integrity of our elections. Therefore, today, I'm announcing the House of Representatives moving forward with an official impeachment inquiry. It's so bad for our country. When you see what happened with the viciousness, and when you see little Adam Schiff go out and lie and lie and stand at the mic, smart guy, by the way, stand at the mic and act like he's so serious, and then he goes into a room with Nadler and they must laugh their asses off. An extraordinary week as House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announces the beginning of a formal impeachment inquiry sparked by a whistleblower complaint that centers around President Trump's call to the leader of Ukraine. President Trump denouncing the decision and taking aim at the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, Adam Schiff, whose panel will lead the inquiry, and Congressman Jerry Nadler, who chairs the House Judiciary Committee, that will still be responsible for a possible vote on articles of impeachment if developments come to that. Sharp political divisions over impeachment were on clear display during a House Intelligence Committee hearing the day after Pelosi's announcement, in which the acting director of national intelligence, Joseph McGuire, was called to testify about his handling of the whistleblower complaint involving the president's phone call. The hearing also came after the White House released a summary of the president's call to Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. In my nearly four decades of public service, My integrity has never been questioned until now. Acting Director of National Intelligence Joseph McGuire. McGuire told the House Intelligence Committee he's nonpartisan and sought to work through what he said was an unprecedented situation. I am not familiar with any prior instances where a whistleblower complaint touched on such complicated and sensitive issues. One of the few Republicans to criticize the president's conversation with the head of Ukraine was Ohio Congressman Mike Turner. That conversation is not okay, and I think it's disappointing to the American public when they read the transcript. Democrats say McGuire should have sent the whistleblower's complaint related to the call to lawmakers immediately. The complaint says President Trump sought to make the Ukrainian president play ball to get the country to investigate Joe Biden and his son, who once worked for a Ukrainian company. Utah's Chris Stewart, like many Republicans, came to McGuire's defense. He felt compelled by the law to do exactly what he did. And yet the entire tone here is that somehow you're a political stooge who has done nothing but try to protect the president. I just think that's nuts. That brought this response from the committee's chairman, Adam Schiff. No one has accused you of being a political stooge. When the Congress says that something shall be done, it shall be done. And the fact that this whistleblower has been left twisting in the wind now for weeks, has been attacked by the president, should concern all of us, Democrats and Republicans. In a sign of how quickly things are starting to move, a subpoena was issued on Friday to Secretary of State Mike Pompeo on behalf of three House committees, Foreign Affairs, Intelligence and Oversight. It seeks documents related to the president's dealings with Ukraine and also depositions from several State Department officials, as well as the former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, who was forced out by the president. While the developments keep coming, to take a moment to look at the broader picture of what's at stake, I spoke with Maryland Democratic Senator Ben Cardin, a member of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. We're still trying to absorb this week, because you're correct, it was an incredible week. It'll go down as one of the major weeks, I think, in American history. Of course, at the time, the United Nations General Assembly was meeting in New York. You had all the world leaders. You had the president of the United States releasing a transcript with another world leader. Uh, the president of Ukraine, 
in which the president of the United States was involving the president of Ukraine in our domestic elections. Uh, and uh, the, the inference there is, is certainly just so wrong as to what can be done. Uh, you had the House of Representatives starting an, an impeachment inquiry. You had a whistleblower that had warned about this um, earlier, uh, and the whistleblower report them being released. Uh, so there's so much activity. We need to absorb this and really get to the facts. Uh, we really need to have the source people, the people that were there. Uh, they need to be uh, – we need to have their testimony. We need to find out exactly what happened because it's a very serious matter, and I think the world's looking at us right now as to whether the United States can handle this. Were you surprised at how quickly this changed? We went from a week where there was a hearing on the House side with the former campaign manager of President Trump, Donald Trump at the time, uh, Corey Lewandowski, where a lot of people were saying the steam was kind of let mm -hmm. out of the impeachment process. And suddenly, in a matter of a week and quite literally a few days, it has totally turned around. Well, i got to be a little careful about this because um, – Nothing the president does shocks me these days. I know how wrong these things are, but he has a way of doing business, which I think is not the right way for the president of the United States. So I think the information is kind of a shocker, though, as to the fact that the president released the summary of the transcript and the uh, whistleblower report were released. I think that was the surprise of the week. We we thought the president would try to manage this as he has other um, uh, problems during his administration. Instead, he just put it out there. That, to me, was the big surprise. And as part of the whistleblower, there is now a serious concern as to whether this was a cover-up, whether they tried to put the information in a place that no one can find it. As somebody who has worked in foreign relations for a long time on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, for the average person who says, how did we go from the president making a phone call to the head of Ukraine to impeachment proceedings, to what extent was this on the radar, the developments in connection with Ukraine, with lawmakers, with people on the Hill over the last several months? Well, I, I think there was concern on a couple fronts. First of all, we knew the president was holding up aid. Uh, to Ukraine. The United States Congress wanted to provide that aid uh, to Ukraine. We knew that that would fall into Russia's uh, desires if the United States showed any weakness towards Ukraine. So there was that concern as to what the president was doing in showing his support, particularly now that they had a new president, Zelensky being elected, uh, committed to dealing with the corruption issues. It, it sort of had us confused. In regards to Ukraine, in regards to so many of the foreign policy challenges we have around the world, this administration has not been forthcoming to Congress. I'm not talking the Democrats. Democrats, Republicans, our committee, we haven't been getting the normal briefings. So I think there was concern that the president was, was um, doing things against our national security interests with Ukraine and holding up any type of, of assistance. What extent does this whole episode um – affect your view of election security as we head into 2020. I know that uh, Senator, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell allowed for money to now move forward after a long time uh, blocking that. But are you confident that enough is being done on the Hill to address that issue and moving forward as we get into the election season? We had a, a luncheon meeting on this yesterday on election security. I am 
pleased that the Department of Homeland Security, many of our states, are taking election security very, very seriously. And they have taken steps in order to protect the integrity of the election system. Am I satisfied? No, not at all. We still have states going into the 2020 election where a substantial number of their ballots will not have a paper trail. That's wrong. Uh, we, we should have a paper trail. And we also then need to audit the election results to make sure that no one's tampered with the counting. We don't do that in most states in the country. So the mechanics of the election itself are still vulnerable. But do you get beyond the, the, the mechanics? We know that in 2016, Russia tried to interfere with our election through the social media. Will that happen again in 2020? Have we taken enough steps to protect against that? There are other potential ways that foreign entities could try to interfere in our election. Are we satisfied that, that we have enough protection against that? And then, I mean, I, we get back to the Ukraine and the president. It's against the law for uh, have foreign entities contribute to our uh, to our elections. We have to make sure that every person running for office understands they cannot seek the help of a foreign entity in this election. And we already had the president seeking help from the president of Ukraine. So, no, I'm not satisfied. We've taken enough steps. Many Republicans are upset with the steps that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has taken as Democrats move forward on formal impeachment proceedings. Congressman Steve Scalise is the House Minority Whip. Unfortunately, we've seen this drumbeat towards impeachment from her conference since the day Donald Trump got elected. They made it clear first with the resist movement that they didn't want to acknowledge he was elected. He was duly elected by the people of this country. There's an election next year where we can hash out who's going to be the next president. And when Donald Trump's reelected, who knows if they'll continue to go down that road. But the fact that they're using this majority to try to undo the results of the 2016 election is disgraceful. They can't name a high crime and misdemeanor. If you're going to base it on a press report from a secondhand person that thinks they heard something, and that's the most you've got, uh, to claim that crimes were committed, this is a serious responsibility that the Congress has. And the Congress will be dealing with the relatively rare issue of impeachment in the weeks and months ahead, even as another election year gets closer. The political stakes could not be higher. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill. 